Welcome to the Do the Woo podcast, where we talk about all things WooCommerce and other news that affects you as a Woo user. I know personally that Liquid Web offers some of the best WooCommerce managed hosting you'll find that'll fit your needs no matter what you are selling or the size of your online store. So I suggest you check them out over at liquidweb.com and if you use a code BOBWPWOO, that's B-O-B-W-P-W-O-O, you'll get 50% off any plan for your first two months. So head on over to liquidweb.com. And now on to the show. Hey everyone, we are back in 2019 with Do the Woo. Um, Brad decided he would hang around for a few more months with me, I hey guess. So Can't I'm get rid glad, of me. Yeah, I'm glad Brad is back. And, and this is actually kind of cool because this is our first show with a guest. So we thought, you know, we went through our um, Rolodex and, um, you know, blindly picked one out. Um, <laughs> And then we kept eliminating till we got to Corey. But hey, Corey Miller, how you doing? <laughs> I was about to say your Rolodex is messed up, man. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm somewhere near the top, do we need, I, to, do I, we need I, to find Rolodex for the listeners? What that actually is? They <laughs> <laughs> uh, can Google it. Yeah, Google it. It's uh, thank you guys for uh, inviting me on the podcast. It's always good to talk to you two gentlemen and. Um, got some good topics, obviously, that we're going to talk about. So I uh, appreciate the invite. I'm excited. I like this new new year, new you, right, Bob? So we got a guest now. We're, yeah. we're back at it. We are. And I imagine both of you um, contributed your part to the e-commerce economy during the holidays. Yes. Probably too much, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's too easy. <laughs> too easy, for sure. Well, I thought what we do is start with just having Corey tell us, you know, anything that's going, you know, new with Corey. Uh, if you don't know Corey, most people do know Corey, but he is the founder of iThemes and he's been in the space for a while. So just tell us what's going on with Corey these days. Well, this is timely. Um, this month, iThemes and I celebrate 11 years in WordPress and, and specifically at iThemes. And um, it's always this time of year is always uh, special because I get to reflect back. It's kind of a good reminder to go like 11 years. I can't believe I've had a job, one job for 11 years, even if it's changed a little bit over time. Um, but you know, with 2019, iThemes has got some cool stuff in the works. Um, and I'm, I'm really jazzed about, uh, where iThemes is specifically in WordPress, uh, the amazing team we have here. And then, as you know, over the last year, uh, or a year ago, right about this time, uh, we were acquired by Liquid Web and, uh, you know, transitions aren't like this. I don't think are like seamless and ever effortless. But this has gone as well as I possibly could have expected. The team is, um, you know, embedded within the Liquid Web family. Um, most our most of our key products are now integrated into the managed WordPress hosting platform at Liquid Web, and that's exciting. And uh, so, 2019 is going to be a really good year for iThemes. And then, uh, me personally, um, I've got some news here uh, shortly, probably near the end of the month, to share about what uh, what's going on with me. And, uh, but, uh, it's, I don't know, I don't know about you guys, you know, every time the new year's hits you it's like, okay, do I do resolutions? What is, 
And it always sneaks up on me. I'm like, oh my God, I just signed January, you know, 8th, 2019. And I'm like, man, time, time flies as the cliche goes. Oh yeah. Did you think, uh, you know, 11 years ago when you, when you kicked off iThemes and kind of dove into this, did you have any idea that 11 years later, you'd still be, still be at iThemes, still growing, still excited and uh, engaged and, and doing what you love day in and day out? Absolutely not. <laughs> I was just telling my former business partner today, this morning, I said, I, I, I was just like, I, I can't believe 11 years when we first um, were talking about the company 11 and a half years ago, what we what would eventually become iThemes. I, I told him, I said, in my mind, I don't know if I ever expressed this to them, but in my mind, I go, I'm going to, I'm going to do this for five years. I'm going to focus in. And I got to the five year mark and I was like, huh, I guess I better renew my contract like in my mind with myself, I guess. And now we're at 11 and it's just, it's, it's pretty amazing. But you know, um, if, if uh, 12 years ago, whatever, uh, someone had come to me with a crystal ball and said, Hey, in 2019, one, you've already sold this company that was, had grown and did all these things. Uh, and then second go that business primarily makes its money from backups and security. I've been like, I don't know anything about either of those, but it sounds cool. I mean, let's go for it, you know? So, no, it has been a meandering path for sure. Um, and I talk frequently that if I were to ever write a book about my my story and I think story, it would be stumbling successfully, like progressing enough, <laughs> but not falling flat on her face and, you know, really, truly failing, but was stumbling forward, I guess, you know, and, and it, it has been, you know, last year specifically with the acquisition has been a good reflective time of going, thank this. I'm just so thankful for the entire journey, the ups and downs. Uh, and it, it, you know, charmed life. I'm, I just couldn't imagine. So it's been a, an amazing ride. I mean, that's, the, that's really the thing with technology, right? Like 11 years is a lifetime in terms of technology and trying to predict what we'll be doing and where we'll be at 11 years or 10 years from today is impossible because it moves so quickly. So, you know, I think the, um, the idea of, of kind of pivoting and adjusting and, and with technology in conjunction with technology to, to build and grow a successful company, um, is, is an amazing story because you have to, you can't just say, this is what we're going to do on day one. And 11 years later, expect to be doing the same thing. If your business is wrapped around technology, that will, you'll get past. Um, so it is an inspiring story. It's cool to see the success that you've had and iThemes have had and, and how you have kind of uh, pivoted or adjusted, you know, uh, throughout your, throughout your history there uh, with, you know, with technology, with the market, with what was working versus maybe not working. So I think there's a good story that anyone can learn from. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, Brad, you and I go way, way back. Uh, I want to, I want to say back. Out of 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Right at the time we were both starting, yeah, uh, our companies were both fairly new at the time. We met, I think, in two thousand nine was probably the first year. That that Ten sounds years, yeah. And and to see you know your your growth personally and professionally, um, but has been really incredible as your friend. Um, but when you talk about technology, you're absolutely right. And this it just feels like it's getting faster. Um, that you always have you know people would say, "What's your five year plan?" I'm like, "You can't. I don't know if you can do that in, in technology." <laughs> Like, how about our two to three year plan, you know? And uh, so before we started iThemes, the iPhone generation one had just came out. And, you know, maybe two years into that, 
it didn't just change life. It changed, or it didn't just change, you know, okay, this cool new technology, it changed the entire world. Mm -hmm. uh, the smartphone type technology where we can't go anywhere without being tethered with this amazing, powerful computer in our pocket. Um, so, uh, and, and that changed our business, you know, two years in. And, it, you know, we still get the joke every now and then. And it's like, I tell people, we 95, or I'm sorry, 99.5% of our revenue comes from plugins. And they're like, but you're called iThemes. Why, why don't you call yourself iPlugins? It's like, <laughs> iThemes, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. but, but that brings back, you know, a nostalgic moment for me, Corey, because I've shared this with you before. I think I got into WordPress in 2007, and it must have been 2008, our prior business that we had before I took the brand of Bob WP, had these horrible HTML sites that I tried to build on for our marketing company. And my very first theme that I ever used for a WordPress site for our own company was an iThemes. It was, I remember it was the corporate theme. Oh my and, gosh, Bob, that is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I remember I, that theme. I got it set up and it was like, I thought, my God, I finally looked professional on the web because all of the sites I'd done, I tried these little flash where oh, it was, they were just horrible. And it was, it was like, God, that was so easy. And, uh, you know, I, I knew then that that was kind of the pivotal moment that I like this is, yeah, this is what I'm going to be doing with my clients. You know, I don't, I'm not a developer. I want something that's makes it easy just to get some business website up. And, and I had that up for a while with the corporate theme. And that was, yeah, that was like an, I can see the theme in my mind. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's crazy. 11 years later, we still maintain those themes. That's impressive. I mean, that a lot is. of those things go by the wayside, right? So yeah, to see it's it still supported, still working, especially as WordPress has evolved so much. And I mean, just night and day, 10 years ago, what WordPress was, was doing to today. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 So, well, excellent. Uh, great to kind of catch up on this and exciting times. 11 years. That's, that's huge. Um, in technology years, it's kind of like dog years and cat years. You know, maybe that's like 75 years in human years. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to use it. Years. I'm going to work at it. <laughs> I'm only 42, but I've been in business for 77 years. Yeah. yeah. As, as a business owner, that's not like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when you run a business, you definitely age a little faster. <laughs> oh, man. Isn't that that's why truth? I shave my head so you can't see my gray hairs coming in. <laughs> I'm... I'm close to the shaving the head. Yeah. Between the my, business my and the, and the top. Right? You can see it stays in yeah. some spots and it leaves <laughs> in others. So. Well, um, I thought, you know, since it was 2019, or we're talking about the new year, I had uh, WordCamp US, which I wasn't able to snag either one of you, but I was able to do for my other podcast some predictions from God, about 23 different people, which is coming out uh, actually next week on the other podcast. But... I just thought, you know, we may have profound thoughts. We may have just, you know, thoughts as a user or whatever. But wondering if you guys have any predictions, what you think, or it doesn't have to even be WordPress or WooCommerce specific, more just in the e-commerce space in 2019. Anything exciting or something you maybe see around the bend? You got anything, Corey? You want me to go? I was going to defer to you, dang it. I, I, I have some I thoughts. Um, and I want to riff on your thoughts. 
Um, and, and we have an article that we're going to talk a little bit about, and it's my thoughts kind of line up with this article, which is one of the reasons I want to talk about it. But um, I think the idea and the, the key word that, that we're going to hear a lot this year is headless commerce. I like the headless commerce. Have you guys have been hearing this term, uh, which isn't really a new thing per se, um, but I think formalizing the term and starting to see some of these more uh, these larger companies with e-commerce platforms like Big Commerce, like Shopify, really take off. I think is kind of formalizing how we talk about it. So headless commerce is really the the idea of pairing kind of any presentation layer, like any CMS, like WordPress, Drupal, whatever, with a different backend commerce platform. So maybe like a Big Commerce and WordPress or a Shopify and Drupal. So basically you let the CMS do what it does best, right? Which is manage content. And then you have a separate application that does what it does best, which is sell product or services, right? Um, so headless commerce, I, I truly believe that that is, that is a big push. I feel like, um, and this brings up an interesting debate around WooCommerce and how that fits because that's not what WooCommerce is. Um, WooCommerce is you host it yourself. It integrates directly in your, into your WordPress site and your site is one big e-commerce platform that is powered by WordPress. Um, so that might be a side discussion, but, um, I think the idea of, you know, using the tools that, um, as they're meant to and where they excel yeah. best is, is what we're going to continue to see growth in. Um, and you know, the scalability of it makes a lot of sense. You can go from literally just a little coffee table startup selling, a couple of things maybe you make on the side to, you know, a hundred million dollar company to scale very easily in this approach. And I think that's one of the big, big wins because you're on a hosted platform, a SaaS service that that's all they do is e-commerce. So it scales very naturally as your business grows. So my prediction, again, part of this Forbes article we'll talk about, but I definitely agree with is like head, headless commerce is going is to become a more common phrase and term that we hear. Um, and I think a lot of more people are going to be pushing into this kind of direction for their, for their stores. Hmm. If you ever logged into Shopify, it's just you, you, in five minutes you're you're selling something online. It is mm-hmm. so classic, classically easy and great software. Um, and then you don't have to worry about some of the maintenance stuff. That's a, it's a concern for me for WordPress in general. Is um, you know I threw up a, a a side little hobby site around books, and it's like I just wanted the landing page really. But you know, t- Bob, when you're talking about HTML pages. Uh, I kind of I wonder, you know, I started looking around going, is Dreamweaver just still around? Um, just if you want to have a simple, like, one-page or two-page site. I know that's a little bit off the headless uh, commerce stuff, but, yeah. uh, you know, you, Brad... It's been overcomplicated, right, in some sense. Yeah. yeah, and I think for a lot of users, they don't want to have to worry about security and updates, uh, you know, all the time. And uh, even with that little side, I'm like, oh man, if I don't, I, you know, I'm using iTheme Sync to keep it updated, but like, you know, it, it's a target. Uh, WordPress is very secure, always getting better, but it's still kind of big, you know, contrasting from the days we were talking about early WordPress, like you logged in the horizontal menu, right post, you know, you can do so much more with WordPress now, but yeah, I, I can totally see that too. Headless, absolutely. Yeah, yeah and it's, I kind of, fall in the same category. I mean, as far as, you know, seeing what, and we'll be talking about um, big commerce and what they've done with their plugin, just making, I think the options are opening up more, you know, I mean, yeah, if you want to do WooCommerce, that's cool. If you want to do something on a platform, that's cool. But then the integration too, if some people want the, you know, what WordPress may bring to it as far as a, 
I don't know whether it's the self-hosting or the um, different parts that that brings to the equation, then things like what big commerce is doing is putting them together. So I've always been somebody that even when I was working with clients, there's like, you know, as many options as possible. Don't get just, I, I don't get just so focused on one thing. It's like, you know, what's going to work for you? Mm-hmm. And I think more of those, and I think that's a, the whole headless thing is going to bring it into the mix here more and more. And yeah, I think we'll be seeing this. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see where things go. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, like WooCommerce, I don't think is like in trouble by any means. I think it's there. It is depending on your situation, your setup. I think it's just another question that people will need to ask themselves. And it's, it's like when I have friends, we all have like friends, family come to us like, Hey, I want to set up a store. I've been tinkering around with this thing. I want to sell. What should I put it on WordPress? And I'm usually like, no, <laughs> like it's not like for me to walk you through that. It's not like I can just say, here, go here and sign up and away you go. Like, no, I'm like, look, if you're just tinkering around with it, go to something like Shopify. It's th- you know, 30 bucks a month, basic little store, you know, kind of a proof of concept. Now, if it starts to take off, then I think you need to start to ask yourself, is this the platform I want to stay on and grow? Do I want to move over and kind of own my own, you know, content, so to speak, on my own platform and move over to something like WooCommerce? But just from the, the kind of MVP approach, getting something out the door to your point, Corey, it's not as easy as I think a lot of us kind of think it is because we live and breathe this every single day. Um, it's when your friend comes to you or your family member comes and says, hey, I want a store. Would you tell them, yeah, go install WordPress and install this WooCommerce plug. And then you have to go through every single configuration page and make sure it's how you want and add these different extensions and get your payment processing and shipping. And, you know, that's not something most of us want to do for a friend or family member. Right. So, um, but again, I'm not saying like it's dire straits for WooCommerce or anything. I think it's just another option. And I think it's, it's more part of the question than maybe it was a few years ago. So, yeah. um, it's all, it's all yet to be seen. Um, and, you know, who knows? I still a big believer in owning your own content. So I think there's a huge value in that. Um, but you also have to kind of factor your time into it or a developer's time if you're trying to customize and what, what's that value um, and how does that line up against some of these hosted, hosted solutions. Yeah. So, so you're talking about this um, kind of segueing right into this uh, article you wanted to share. So, so what else are they talking about here? Yeah, so this is it's a good article on Forbes, and we'll have it in the show notes. It's actually written by Jimmy Duvall, who's the chief product officer at Big Commerce. So, disclaimer: it's written by someone uh, high up at uh, Big Commerce. But um, that was one of their points. Was had those comments. The other one is um, direct to consumer brands will continue to flourish. Um, so, you know, Amazon is a marketplace, right? You can buy anything and have everything on Amazon. But the, I think the point here is that these kind of direct consumer, you go right to their websites, you have this kind of very tailored experience to that product or service, which is much more customized than just buying something off of Amazon, generally speaking. Amazon, you just buy it and it shows up. This is more of a, maybe it's a subscription service, maybe it's, you know, just a really cool brand that you want to support. But the fact that they can kind of control their own brand on their own website, um, which is kind of going for full circle, right? Really? I mean, they're back to where they started back controlling their own brand, but there's just so many more options now, right? Like WooCommerce, like Shopify or BigCommerce, that that's going to continue to kind of grow and, and flourish. And I do, I do think so. There'll always be the Amazon factor, right? If you want to, you know, really have your footprint out there, you probably need to have your product on Amazon. But, um, I've been more open to buying outside of, uh, sites like Amazon. Um, even though Amazon makes it easy, don't get me wrong. It's you always have to jump through more hoops if you're going to a new website to order something because you have to set up an account and all that stuff. But um, 
I think that's an interesting one. It's, you know, we'll see because Amazon and some of these other players, even that like Target and Walmart are so dominant um, and, and people have such comfort level with ordering from them. They understand the process. They know what to expect. There's great, you know, deals like Amazon Prime and all that stuff. Um, so we'll see if direct and consumer brands continue to flourish or not. Um, and then the third one, of course, everything talking about e-commerce always has to mention Amazon, right? Because <laughs> that's kind of the gold standard. Um, but it says Amazon will continue to to raise the bar for consumer expectations, which is ultimately going to push all e-commerce to improve, which I completely agree with. And this is what we've seen for a decade plus now with Amazon. They're really pushing the envelope. They've completely reinvented how shipping is works and is thought about, um, you know, to the point where a few years ago, you probably wouldn't have bought like toothpaste on Amazon. It didn't make sense. Now it's like, yeah, toothpaste, toilet paper, everything you check Amazon for because they have it all. The shipping is relatively cheap or free. You know, there's subscriptions with Amazon. So toothpaste will show up every month, you know, so they've really changed it. And, and we all know competition is good, right? So they've raised the bar for everybody, Target, Walmart, and all these other, you know, retail stores, and online experiences are all striving to be Amazon. So it's just a classic case of competition is very good for the consumer. Um, and I think that's a no brainer. Amazon will continue to push the bar because they're just light years ahead of everybody on the technology side. So those are the three biggies. What do you guys think? Are these accurate? You, you feel like you're in agreement, maybe disagreement or, or have different ideas for some 2019 predictions? Anything there, Corey? I think the direct to consumer one is really interesting. I do agree. I think I see, I agree with his uh, outlook um, until I see all of that. Um, the direct-to-consumer one is really interesting to me. And I think of niche-type markets. Just reading about some kind of – I'm sorry, I don't have the name off the top of my head. I'll get it to you for the show notes. But uh, they just do beds, bed uh, bed sheets and stuff. And they were talking about how, you know, an expertise on that particular thing and carved out this really, I mean, I want to say they're at 10, $20 million just doing um, more luxurious, but affordable um, bed sheets and things. And you're like, that makes sense. I can see that. Um, that specialized mid service where you're able to do something above and beyond what maybe an Amazon or Target does curated type content, selecting the finer materials. Like if I went to Target to find a bed sheet. I wouldn't even know. You know, a couple of years ago, somebody even taught, taught me about thread count. I'm like, oh, latching, boom. But, um, you know, I think about niche markets and then you're right. You know, Amazon is definitely has, is the leader in setting the curve um, on all of e-commerce. I can't drive anywhere in the city, you know, Oklahoma City where I'm based uh, without seeing one of those gray minivan Amazon Prime mm-hmm. uh, trucks now. And uh, I'm just waiting for a drone to like drop in my toilet paper. Uh, the day I can <laughs> order something with a drone, I don't care if it's toilet paper or toothpaste. You've got to do what it. it is. Yeah, I'm ordering it. The first, <laughs> the first day they had same day delivery. I, I live outside of Philly in the suburbs. They had same day delivery. And this has been a few years now, but I needed a corn cob pipe for my Halloween costume. Same day delivery, three bucks. I was like, screw it. I want to see if it shows up. And sure enough, it did by eight, eight o'clock that night. <laughs> I had my corn cob pipe for my Popeye costume. <laughs> But you know, one of the things I think is interesting with the brand thing, and I'm going to actually jump to another article just because it kind of relates in a way, and it was one that was called, um, I'm just looking here for it, uh, Retail Amazon's Antidote, Buy Online, Pick Up in Store. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about how 
you know, Walmart, some of the Target, how they're able to now, they've kind of found that sweet spot to compete with Amazon as far as, you know, you, you get online, you find something, you say, hey, I want to pick it up. They have it ready. You can just drop by on the way to pick up the kids or whatever. When that, when we're talking about brand as far as dealing more with the brands, I'm wondering if that's really going to trickle down to, and I think it should to even the smaller online Mm-hmm. stores. I mean, people that, that might even actually give them an incentive to get online and put some of their products online versus, oh, you know, I don't want to deal with shipping, but hey, if I can put my products on there, somebody can, you know, five miles away say, hey, I want to come by and pick this up. Will it be ready for me? I don't want to ding around. So I'm just, I'm thinking that almost plays into that trend as far as that could give a little bit more of a, um, little bit more strength to the brand as far as taking advantage of online. Yeah. I mean, it, it comes down to giving your customers as many possible options and how they want to buy so that they can find the option that they're most comfortable with. Maybe it's ordering online. Maybe they like to go to the store and, and walk through the aisles and see the various products, or maybe they know what they want and they need to get it that day. And yeah, they ordered online and pick up the store. I mean, we did all three of those this holiday season. Um, and in our regular shopping, that's how we do it. It's all three of those. And it's all based on what it is we need, how quickly we need it, um, and where can we get it, you know? So, but the idea of ordering online and picking up a store is, is absolutely great. Like I don't, especially having a toddler, Corey, you can relate. Like if you have your kid or kids with you, the idea of going into a store sometimes can, can be a chore, right? Like it's not taking a kid into like a grocery store, a toddler especially, generally doesn't end up well, right? What's the old joke? They say you're not really truly a parent until you've carried your toddler out surfboard style, like having a complete <laughs> meltdown from a grocery store. Like we've all been there, right? Like, no, you can't have everything you grab. So the idea I just pull up on my car and they throw in the trunk and away I go, they got their money. I got my product. It's genius. And, 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 and in this day and age, I guess the last point I'll make is everybody wants what they want as quickly as possible, whether it's products or media or whatever, like our whole, everything is geared towards, I need this when I, I want it, when I want it. Right. So the problem with shipping is even at the best same day shipping, it's still going to be hours away. So what if you need it? Like, Oh, I forgot to buy somebody a birthday present and I'm on my way to the party. Do 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 put online order and pick up, go grab it on the way out and go, you know, so or, or the online drone, or the the drone. drone comes down and puts it. Like, at the, <laughs> the drone will be a game changer when that happens. But so think about this too. It. We're, we're, we're talking about Amazon being the gold standard and the leader. But think about this, uh, Brad and I with kids and small and young kids. We're Amazon is literally training the next generation of how, how they, their expectations of buying goods and goods particularly. Right. And so, you know, we've got an Amazon uh, show and Callaway knows my son knows how to do it. He's six. And uh, she was looking up something. I can't remember. Lindsay and, and, and him were talking it through. And then like a couple of weeks later, we get an Amazon delivery of uh, ice cream cones. And we're like, how? Oh, no. what? <laughs> what? I, what happened? He bought his first e-commerce purchase at five. He was five <laughs> at the time on Amazon. Like that's the expectations that's world there. They go, this is what I expect. And so, yeah. You're talking, they really do when it transfers down to other businesses, like you were saying earlier, Bob, is that we're, tra- they, we, they, whoever are training the next generation of expectations about buying goods. That could have ended up much worse than just, <laughs> uh, just, just like ice cream cups. <laughs> yeah. 
it's 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 like it's like the it's the now economy right or the now generation or, or whatever everybody's like that now but like great point because if you try to explain to a toddler why they can't watch a show on an airplane because you don't have internet for, they don't get it like they just assume you can watch whatever you want whenever you want wherever you want and that's obviously not always the case now in a few years it probably will be but right now it isn't so it's the same it's the same idea like the products it's when i want you know i want it right now and it's um for better or worse, that is where we're going and there's no stopping it. So we have to understand how to uh, work with that. We have to understand how to teach our children about that um, and do the best we can because it's not, it's only going to get more immediate, um, which isn't really a bad thing. It's just, it's a, it's a change. It's a change in how we've always done everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that the, the being able to pick up and that does give the opportunity. I was, I know before the show, I was talking a little bit to Corey about it. And for us, we're, considered rural because we live right on the coast in Washington state. So it's not always the big brands I can drive to and pick up, but if the smaller shops started doing that, and I know there's a place in Seattle that has been doing this for a long time. It's a donut shop or a a cupcake shop, cupcake Royale it's called. I had them on my other podcast and they've been using WooCommerce to actually do this for, I don't know how many years where the majority of people that order online come by and pick it up. They, they want to pick up, you know, three, four dozen cupcakes for their office. They do it. They go by. They're ready. Bam. They're gone. So it's, it'll, yeah, again, it'll be just interesting. And even in, I, I think, again, that looks at the smaller shops and giving them the opportunity in the smaller communities to take advantage of that little bit of online, even though, you know, too small, maybe a five-minute drive isn't that big of a deal to do it online, but just to have everything prepared and ready for you to go and not have to ding around, especially. It just, it just comes down to making it easier, right? Like, I would much rather buy from a local business if they have what I need than on Amazon, like, all day long. But at the end of the day, as of today, it's not easier. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. more work. It's more hoops to jump through. It doesn't mean I don't try to support local businesses as much as I can, but nine times out of ten, I'm getting my toothpaste from Amazon. Because <laughs> I don't have to go anywhere and it just shows up, you know. So um, they, you're right. They have to kind of up their game if they want to compete in this space. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean small businesses are going to go away if they don't do it. But, you know, they're, they're losing out on some clients and some customers. Um, certainly. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, new opportunity for, you know, services that offer Amazon-esque type things. I mean, I know dropshipping, for instance, is a thing that you can purchase as a service for your e-commerce business. But it's, it's an opportunity to say, for instance, we're talking about drones, you know, um, but what if the local pharmacy that's not owned by CVS or Walgreens or a national chain um, wants to be able to do drone delivery? So, you know, that's kind of interesting to think through how could they keep up, but it might be an opportunity for a startup or business to provide some they- if they start flying drugs around with drones, we're going to have a very, <laughs> a very new problem on our hands of people shooting down the drones and <laughs> trying to get to those meds. Yep. Uh, think about that drone jacking, drone jacking. I mean, that's a thing I've, I've heard, I've heard, you know, talk of it. Obviously they're not really doing deliveries other than maybe testing, but that will be a thing someday, right? Like boxes are flying through the air. What's to stop someone from trying to peel one down? It's no different than someone stealing a box off your front porch. Just the, the new technology way of doing it. Hell, maybe yeah. they'll have drones that attack other drones. I mean, this would be, yeah. I mean, that would be kind of fun to watch, I guess, yeah. if it wasn't my package, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Drone wars. The I like it. other thing I wanted to touch on real quick was what happened earlier in December, which we talked about or 
um, I mentioned it briefly, was uh, Big Commerce. You'd, they, you'd written an article as a plugin that they had released. And just, again, talking about the headlisting, I don't know if any of you, either one of you have had experience. I know that I actually uh, set up a big, big commerce shop and I used their, uh, it was kind of a demo shop. I think it had like a dozen products. And I put the plugin on a uh, uh, WordPress site and I basically imported it in and had everything in probably less than five minutes. All the categories, all the descriptions, everything from the products were in there. And I was able to, um, yeah, it, it was it was pretty impressive. I'm still, I'm going to actually do a post on it and a video, but I, I'm sure there's, you know, things that are going to need to be worked out. And I found a couple tiny little hiccups, but it, you know, it just came out. So I, I think it's going to, um, it's it's going to become a, a potential player in the field. I really do. Yeah, um, I haven't. Actually, I haven't built a store on on big commerce, um, but I have been following it. They've definitely been making a bigger push into the WordPress space in the past year or so. I see them. You probably both see them too, like at WordCamps. They're WordCamps US. They had a big, big display, big sponsor. Uh, you know, they have this uh, what seemingly looks like a really cool WordPress integration. I, you know, what's what's interesting to me is kind of I look at big commerce and I look at Shopify, and, and they're obviously competing, right? They're kind of in that space of of hosted, you know, e-commerce solutions and how they integrate with WordPress. They have very different approaches. I think we might've even talked about this on the show last year where Shopify um, had a WordPress plugin. I know because my company built it and released it for them on wordpress.org, but then they actually decided to remove it. Um, And now they basically want everybody to kind of manage their site directly on Shopify and they have little embed buttons they can use, but there's no real tight integration where big commerce has made the exact opposite approach and they want really tight integration between the two platforms. So they're really pushing hard for this headless commerce um, strategy, which in my opinion is, is, the, is the better strategy. Um, mm-hmm. Rather than try to force people on your platform, figure out ways that you can work more closely and tighter with existing platforms that already dominate the market like WordPress or like Drupal or whatever, you know? So um, I think this is a good strategy. I know Modern Tribe is a company behind uh, this, this WordPress integration. There are great company. They do solid work. So I, I'm sure that by and large, this is a really, really great system. Definitely something I, I intend to play with and try out, um, you know, soon so I can talk a little bit more specifically about it. But on the surface, it looks really nice. I'm really excited to see this and, uh, and to see where it goes. Yeah, I talked to Topher, who uh, is kind of running their point for WordPress evangelism at Big Commerce and uh, it, it's really interesting when a new player like this gets into uh, the community, kind of emerges into the community and the response to it. And uh, it seems like it's, it's, it's a need. It's uncovering a, a big need that was there, which is another option. You know, you got WooCommerce, which can do, I mean, almost literally anything you want. Um, you got Shopify as kind of a SaaS solution. Um, and then you got big commerce. And so I'm really interested to see um, their movement into um WordPress even more because I think it signals some shifts and really uncovers some needs and things. So response to it and simply us talking about it on this podcast is really interesting to me. Mm. Yeah. And I, I know that I've, I've been talking to big commerce and, you know, I've even talked to Shopify and I've had discussions with people on both ends and stuff. And as far as kind of, you know, partnerships in the way, I guess that partnership, I hate to use that term, but as far as 
getting a little bit more involved in it and helping them promote their stuff. And, and big commerce, obviously, because of the integration, has been much more receptive. Uh, it, it is really a different, I, I, I can't really describe it, but it's a different feel with both of them, having talked with both of them, having um, just a few conversations. And I, big commerce seems like they're, they're pulling in, I think, with Topher, and the people there is just going to be a little bit more of a natural fit in the, for them to segue into WordPress and become an option for WordPress. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited about to see where it goes and stuff. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Well, uh, let's see here. I think that um, wraps up our topics. Uh, I usually, we do our little woo tools at the end. I thought I'd keep them and then, um, I, I'm going to go ahead and um, I'm going to go by order here and have Brad start with his woo tool. Um, I don't have a fancy little woo tool music yet. I'll leave that up to you, Brad, for future shows. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so mine's actually a service um, built specifically for WooCommerce called Robot Ninja, and it is by Brent Shepard and the team over at uh, Prosperous. And I think we're working to, to line up Brent for a future show. Great guy. He's actually um, is responsible for the subscriptions extension, which is, I think, one, if not the most popular WooCommerce extension um, that you can, you can purchase. But basically, Robot Ninja is an automated way of testing your WooCommerce website. So it, it, it does automate testing. So a good example would be if you ran a WordPress update or WooCommerce update, Rather than going through adding a product to your cart, going through the whole checkout process, purchasing that product and making sure that everything works as you expect, because the last thing you want is to run an update and your checkout process be broke and you not realize that, this automatically runs all those checks um, for you. So it's a really nice tool. I mean, honestly, on the price point, it's $9 a month per store. So if you're, if you have any store that you care about on WooCommerce, you should be paying for this service. It's $9 a month. It just gives you that peace of mind. Like, Hey, if we do any changes to our site, we can run our tests, make sure everything passes in real time. Um, and it'll just help you sleep at night. You don't want to lose a whole day or a whole week in the sales because there was a little bug that you didn't realize until somebody decided to tell you about it. Cause more than likely the first few people that experienced that bug probably won't contact you. They'll just move on. So, uh, check it out. Robotninja.com. And mine is only because of what we were talking about. It's called Order Delivery Date Pro for WooCommerce plugin. It's um, I'll, I'll just leave a link to the post. I won't need to tell it a lot about it, but that only does it uh, let you set up, have your customer set up delivery. It also allows you pickup. So we were talking about that, and there are options out there for people to integrate it into their WooCommerce site. So. I think that, um, you know, somebody, especially smaller shops are looking into that. They may want to check out that plug-in. Uh, Corey? Yeah, so the, you guys might have mentioned this on a previous service, but, you know, I, my background, uh, I'm not a developer, but building iThemes over the last 11 years, we've driven it through marketing and specifically email marketing. And so the tool we use at uh, iThemes.com and that I highly recommend is OptinMonster by my good friends Thomas and Syed. Uh, but Optin Monster, you know, a lot of people have aversions about, um, you know, pop-up forms and things like that. And there's tasteful ways to do that too, if your preference. But I know when we first installed Optin Monster, the result was huge. And we've built our business on email. 
and um, having a pop-up with a good lead magnet type thing on your e-commerce store. And, you know, you can't go on any physical goods store or, you know, particularly like Gap or any, any kind of clothing store without a pop-up coming on first thing. And there's a very good demonstrable reason why is because you get the email address and that's email might feel old school and everything, but it's still email. Mm-hmm. And so having that email address where you can ping customers is huge. And I, I'm a testament the business we build at iThemes to being able to build it through our email database. And that is absolutely huge. Being, of course, appropriate with it. But OptiMonster is the fantastic tool for really grabbing those actively, being proactive about grabbing and getting those email addresses so you can market to your customers and prospects. Excellent. Good tools. All right. Well, um, it was an honor to have you here, Corey. I you know, I've had fun. Our very first guest, you know, I think we, we it, you know, it's, um, we, we set the bar now, you know, set the <laughs> bar high. Yeah. It's like people, pressure's on now for all the others. Down the road. <laughs> thank you guys for having me on. Yeah. Thanks for and, coming on, Corey. And thank you everybody for tuning in again. Uh, check out Liquid Web, our sponsor. They can go there and put in your code BobWPWoo and get 50% off your first two months of any WooCommerce managed hosting plan. There, I had to pause. Almost had that all backwards, but do check them out at liquidweb.com. So thanks, everybody. See ya. See ya.